<laughs> we like to hear ourselves talk. <laughs> we just can't get enough of our own voices. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Talking with Intention, a podcast with me, Michael Collins. And me, Walter Somerville, where we have discussions worth having. So what do you have for us today, Michael? All right. Um, Well, we talked a little bit in the last episode about intentionality and thinking about the decisions that we make every day and even the stuff that people usually do without thinking. Yeah. You know, I think we've both seen that, see that as a problem in the world um, where people will go through and their lives and make decisions just based off of what other people are doing and not stuff that they've actually thought about. Hmm. Um, something that the first example that comes to mind for me, uh, is something that I've, I've been teased about before and, but I know you're on the same page as me with it. And that is our driving speeds. Yes. <laughs> So people sometimes don't even believe me um, until they ride in my car. But Walter, you and I both follow the same rule, um, which is just that we don't speed ever. We follow the rule of the speed limit rule. The the law. Um, And we both kind of reached that decision to follow the speed limit. Um, When I say follow the speed limit, I mean we really follow the speed limit. We don't go over it it's not, five over at all yeah, or any we fo- it's not the, five over three over we go the, the speed, speed limit, limit or slower right um yeah and we both decided to do that i think for the same reasons which yeah. is that you know it first off let's say most people speed mm-hmm. you know it's just it's that's the average common yeah. thing to do and i i personally don't really think it's a big deal either. yes you know and that's the counter argument that i hear all the time when i tell try to explain to somebody why I don't speed is yeah. they say, well, it's not a big deal. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not. So why speed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's one of those things that I think people do just because, you know, other people that's do what's it. Done. It's just because that's what's done yeah. just because that's normal and not because they've actually come to a decision, you know, I mean, I'm sure whoever's listening, when you are driving, if you speed at all, you're not thinking, oh, you know, consciously like, oh, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm breaking the law, but not too much, just a little, you know, and people don't even, I think real, think about it as breaking the law. It doesn't seem like it, but I mean, we both try and follow I feel like I'm jumping around too much. Like I'm too eager to talk about a bunch of other stuff. But I feel like we both decided, you know, started following the speed limit exactly um, because we decided or we realized that we didn't want to, we didn't agree with breaking the law. Yeah. uh, Or breaking the rules. Right. Just because we wanted to, Mm. you know? Yeah. And... That sounds like, okay, well, that's no great breakthrough, right? We both decided we didn't want to break the law. Well, yeah. hooray for us. But it seems like it's easier to make yourself feel okay about breaking the law if it's an unconscious decision, mm-hmm. which is what is happening with 
people driving all the time. It's yeah. not even a decision that's made for a second. It's just this is it's just this is how it's just my what parents you do. drove. This yeah. is how my friends drive is five over. You know, that's a safe that's a good safe driver is someone who drives five over the speed limit, mm-hmm. right? You know, then there's people that go ten. Who knows? Yeah. And, and nobody feels guilty about breaking the speed limit at all. And yeah. if I realize, you know, if I don't know what the speed limit is or I'm not paying attention and I speed I don't feel guilty about it. Yeah. I don't feel bad about it, yeah. you know, but I do slow down. Right. And and we're not here just to talk about speeding, but it's a good example of yeah. what we mean by living intentionally. When we both try our best to live our lives intentionally and and what we mean is is think about the our actions, mm. even the stuff that we don't normally think about. Like yeah. both of us want to try and follow the law. Yeah. Because we think that that's the right thing to do. And you know, when you don't think about your actions, you don't even consider speeding really as breaking the law. But yeah, when you think, I don't know, when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, it is. That's why it's there. Yeah. Is to, yeah, that's why people get tickets for it. That's why police will pull you over for breaking the speed limit is because it is a law. Mm. Um, and we, I think we have our perspective on the law is a little different um, than than some people, at least the way I hear them talking about it. And it's just to accept it at face value. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to sneak past and get at what is the intention of the law. Why mess around with any of that? And if you Mm -hmm. can just simply do what it says, right? Yeah. Um, And that's one thing I'll, I'll comment on, you know, in my job, you know, I'm the program director Mm. of a summer camp. And that's the only place that I'm willing to break the rules Yeah, is when it re- is related to camp, which is yeah. funny because you think huh. I'm in charge of enforcing the rules, right. so there's no way I'm going to break them. And I usually don't, but that's the only place that I feel like I have the authority to break the rules whenever oh. I want is because I'm, I under- I made the rules Yeah, and I'm the one who knows why those rules were put in place. And if this particular circumstance is going to break the spirit of the law yeah you know it might break the letter of the law without breaking the spirit and if that's the case then i'm fine with it because i understand the the spirit of the law and not only do you understand it but you actually have the authority because Mm -hmm. you are in charge of the spirit of the law and why it's kept like that you know whereas with every other situation any other place that i'm at you know if i go to your house and you've got a rule for your house i'm gonna follow that that rule because yeah. I don't have I don't I don't have complete understanding of why you made that rule yeah. and I don't have the authority to change it. So yeah. it's not my place to break it. And it's the same goes with every single law in this country is mm. I, I choose to follow it because I'm not the one who I don't have the authority to change it and I even if I think that I understand the reason for it. Yeah. That doesn't mean, you know, that doesn't, you, that, I, that authority doesn't, still isn't the authority above that still isn't above that, you know, and yeah. I probably don't, you know, with, with the speed limit, there are people who it's their job to analyze these roads mm. and figure out what is the safest, a safe maximum speed for cars to travel. And for me to be like, you know what, this road's pretty straight. I think yeah. I know better than the person <laughs> who does this professionally. How prideful do you have to be to think that your interpretation of the law is better than the law itself? Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. I think that's exactly it. And that's where people, you know, get caught up is 
they are making they're rewriting the rules in their head based off their understanding of the world and Mm -hmm. it's real prideful because our understanding of the world should be you know pretty biased because that's how we are as people Mm -hmm. you know and so we're obviously going to sway it towards well i need to get to work you know five minutes faster so i'm gonna you know (laughs) my my need to get to work a little bit quicker yeah it justifies me breaking the law yeah and it's just like no that i don't know to me that doesn't make any sense yeah and it's extra difficult because it feels like a victimless crime it yeah exactly and that's what i think a lot of people that's their attitude toward the law is if it's if it's not hurting anybody and you can get away with it then it's perfectly moral yeah (laughs) you know and thinking now that about this victimless crime thing and actually it's the opposite it's a there's i feel like i am causing people to be upset when I drive the speed limit. And I'm sure you've yeah. experienced this too because mm-hmm. you have a pile up of oh, cars yeah. behind you. Oh, yeah. I know you. people get irritated and at I, me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know they're just like super upset at me for driving the speed limit because they are used to, you know, everybody speeding at the same, you know, mm-hmm. everybody going so many miles over the speed limit. And so that it puts me and that makes me feel really strange um, to be doing what I believe is the right thing and what my country believes is the right thing and have people being upset at you for it lots of people upset at me for it it feels real bad because suddenly i have this pressure Mm -hmm. and it's like and i can then sympathize with them because man having a victimless crime you feel no pressure and me having having victims of my law abiding yeah feels real bad yeah and yeah so it I definitely feel the pressure and it's like, yeah, when you look in the rear view mirror and you've got cars piled up behind you and you can tell they're upset, it's like, oh, that's real tempting to then, you know, you go fast, give them a couple extra yeah. miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you felt the same oh, way. Oh yeah. It, it can, that pressure, yeah. it can get high. You know? Yeah. And I, you know, what's funny is I feel that pressure goes away a lot of times when somebody starts tailgating me. Because then I get irritated. <laughs> then you it's can like if they're, just, if they're just following me in a respectful distance, it's like I got so much pressure on me to go faster. But if they come right up on my bumper, now I'm just like, it. oh, no, now I'm making you drive the speed limit. <laughs> now you deserve to go the speed limit. That's so funny. But, you know, I, I don't want this to just be about uh, speed uh, the speed limit and yeah. the law even. But it, it just does such a good job of illustrating kind of the point here, which is, I think people live their lives without, without intention, without thinking yeah. about the choices that they're making. Yeah. And yeah, like, and I'm sorry to keep tying it back yeah. to the speed limit thing, but like how many people actually thought, oh, so I've decided that for my driving practices, I'm going to break the law commonly. Yeah. Nobody's making Nobody's that decision. Nobody's had that thought. Nobody's had that just, thought. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and if you have had that thought, <laughs> let us know because we want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a different issue going on if you've had that thought and you're consciously trying to do the wrong thing, right? But yeah. but I think for the vast majority of people, it's just that's what's done, and mm-hmm. and they made a decision because they are you know living out the actions, but they never made that decision consciously, right? Which mm-hmm. is what we're getting at is trying to catch yourself with those decisions that you're split second decisions that you're making mm-hmm. just with your instincts right? yeah 
Because if you're not making them with your head, you're just making them with your instincts, whatever feels best, whatever yeah. people, unfortunately, whatever, whatever people around you are doing. Yeah, right? That exactly. becomes what we do. Um, which, whatever gives you the most posi- positive emotion in that yeah, moment without yeah. actually thinking about it. Right. It you know, like a, a, <clears throat> quite a gamble to make to think that that's going to be the best decision every time is yeah. what everybody else is doing mm-hmm. or what's going to feel best for that second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... You know, and that's the thing. Living intentionally does not at all mean always following the law. Because mm-hmm. there is one other... Uh, uh, there's two circumstances where I do break the law with the speed limit thing yeah. and speed. Huh. One is I wasn't paying attention how fast I was going. Yes. But the second is if driving the speed limit makes me feel unsafe for yeah. one reason or another. If yeah. I get on a big interstate yeah. and people are passing me so quickly that I feel like I'm, you know, yeah. going to cause a car accident yeah. by going the speed limit, then I'll, right. I'll speed. I've gone like 15 over yeah. and I'm still the slowest car on the road, Yeah, you know, but just the fact that this, I don't feel safe this driving the speed unsafe. limit, then I'll, I'll, you know, right speed up a little bit. Yeah. But, and that just, you know, again, it's not, I'm not doing it because other people are doing it. I'm doing it because I, I thought about it and yeah. I realized, you know what, I think my safety and yeah. the safety of the others in the car and the people in the cars around me is yeah. more important than this law. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that you've been put in a position where you have to make a decision like that. Yeah. Right? In an ideal world, that's not the case. Yeah. And so the uh, like reckless driving of others around you shouldn't force you to feel unsafe so much so that you end up having to go over the speed limit. Mm-hmm. Right. That's kind of like, wow, the, the driving habits of others have kind of forced your hand to where mm-hmm. to be safe now you have to yeah go against the law which is really kind of unfortunate yeah and and again i'm trying it back into the law stuff which is not it's so much broader than that but you know there there are definitely living with intention is is you know like we we've mentioned people will make decisions just because that's what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. But you could do the same thing. You know, there's all sorts of, you know, dystopian future novels and movies and stuff where the law has become, you know, the government has become like supreme authority yeah. and people are following, doing whatever it says mm-hmm. without yeah. really thinking for themselves yeah. either. You know, it yeah. can be the same way. It's like I, I follow the speed limit not because, you know, not because I am letting the government think for me but because i trust the professionals and the you know i have respect for authority and i think that that's more important if the world you know heaven forbid ever came to a place where the government you know we were in a dictatorship or something like that and i i would go against it for the same reasons you know if it came to a point where the laws that are being passed down i disagree with morally you know i i choose to follow the speed limit because that's I've thought about it and morally I think the right thing to do is to follow the law. Yeah. But if, you know, my morals all of a sudden are contradictory to the law, then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to think about it, but I'm going to follow my morals before the law. Yeah. And, and something I think about is just living out my morals or beliefs, whatever Mm -hmm. term means more to you, but living, just letting that live out in your decisions, right? Mm -hmm. Letting your morals, which should be way deeper than the day-to-day decisions that you make, let them actually have an effect on your decisions. 
Lots of yeah. things, lots of our decisions that we think we're making are already made up for us, right? I would say that probably, I'd say like 90% of Americans would say probably that they believe morally in obeying the law. Mm-hmm. They would say that morally that's correct, yeah. right? But let, then, let that moral make the decision of whether or not you should be going yeah. over the speed limit, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, like apply, you believe, you know, most people say that they believe in following the law, yeah. but then they also will go out and speed. Yeah. And again, we're still just talking about the speeding thing, but yeah. it's such a great example yeah. of, you know, if you say you believe in something and you really believe in it, yeah. apply it to everything that you do, not yeah. just some things, you know, think right. about what you're at, you're doing and if it, your actions actually do line up with your beliefs. Yeah. And if they don't, hey, don't be afraid to think about what you actually believe. Mm-hmm. Figure yeah. it out. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Talk to people who disagree with you. That's the best way to figure out what you believe, yeah. you know? And if anything's worth figuring out, it's not whether or not you should speed. It's whether or not you believe that you should be following the law or mm-hmm. not. So figure out the, the core things first. And then from that, let your decisions be made with that in mind. Yeah. I think people just have, you know have this attitude of, of just not wanting to think about it or ignoring... Yeah. You know, stuff. Because it's easy, right? Because it is so much easier. Instinct. Just instantly make those decisions, bam, 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 and don't have to put any work into it. Mm-hmm. I think people have the same idea when it comes to their faith sometimes. Mm. You know, I think I, I've met people who are like, well, I'm, I, I'm not religious or I don't believe in any one specific God. And they say, just because... I haven't really thought about it that much. Mm. I'm like, man, you think that it's possible. Like you're willing to admit that it's possible. There might be an all powerful (laughs) creator, but you don't think it's worth your time to think about that very much. You know? Yeah. I can understand their sentiment of like, I don't have it all figured out. Mm -hmm. This is a big concept, which is maybe more what they mean. Yeah. But definitely don't make that a, yeah. Let that make you afraid of jumping into it and, Mm -hmm. and, tackling it with whatever you got um talk about it with people i think that's one of the that's one of the saddest things is that it's something that's hard you know these deeper things the morals that we're talking about and beliefs are almost always left up to just you alone in your head to figure out people are it's hard to get to the point where you're uh, comfortable and feel like you're in a safe enough environment to like just talk about and be open with like what you actually believe and and what your values and morals are right yeah but that can that's like the best way to figure out what you actually believe it seems like is talking with somebody Mm -hmm. and they'll question you or you know they might believe something else and that can make you really have to uh solidify what are your beliefs what are your morals Mm -hmm. yeah and it's just so like crazy to me that it's the last thing that people talk about seems like it'd be a lot better to start with that and then mm-hmm. work your way up but yeah it's just it's tough and it's scary to admit that you believe in something yeah you know because the person that you admit that to might call you an idiot and yeah. say that you're wrong yeah. you know and it's like and even worse to admit that you don't believe in something i think mm-hmm. yeah i like the amount the number of amazing healthy and strong Christians that I've talked to that like when you actually talk to them for a second, we'll say, well, I question 
my faith and I mm -hmm. question things all the time. Yeah. And it's like, wow, out of that sometimes comes some great conversations. Yeah. It's just the Christian community, you can feel like you're never allowed to question or anything. Yeah. You're never allowed to struggle. Which is ridiculous. It's <laughs> so ridiculous. That is not a, a realistic or a healthy standard to have, I don't yeah. think. No. Be, if you, you, know, if you have people. the attitude of, I'm not allowed to ask questions about this, yeah. it's just like, that is... It sounds like a cult. Yeah. It's <laughs> not. If any, if you go to any church and they tell you ask them questions and they say, oh, we don't ask those kind of questions, yeah. I would get out of there as soon yeah. as possible. <laughs> but I think that's the mindset of lots of people is like... We just don't the, question it. The we just stronger do it. the Christian, mm -hmm. the less questions they ask. Yeah. You know? If it's a really strong question... Strong Christian... Christ, strong Christian. Strong, if it's a very strong Christian, they never question things, right? They're never in any turmoil or <laughs> any kind of... Which uh, is just not true. Yeah. Question things. Work it out. I think about, like, C.S. Lewis, who mm. that was, like, the turning point for his whole faith was asking questions yeah. and being like mm -hmm. hold on what do i actually believe yeah and just being vulnerable and open with mm -hmm. it looking for answers we talked about in the last episode that sometimes it might be too easy for people to make something and or have a thought and <laughs> yes. put it out there into the world yeah i think we see this all the time on social media mm. you know it's just like how many things are shared yeah. all over Facebook, Instagram, whatever else that are just completely made up mm. and nobody does any fact checking or anything like that. But it, it makes you think it make it gives you, you, you read it and you have an emotional response and you hit that share button and you feel like, Oh, I'm so I have done my good deed for the day yeah. by sharing this, this idea that mm. you haven't even thought about yeah it, but you took it at face value maybe it was sh it was posted by somebody that you respect yeah and you just accepted it as truth on authority mm -hmm. and you sent it out there you know yeah. but reading through and thinking about things i've seen things online that it's just like it even contradicts itself you know yeah. and it's just like it makes no sense yeah and it's so insane you know, without getting into all the political stuff, how much um, the stories that I see from the media and from other people are just completely opposite. You know, it's like two people differing political views, each sharing a post or an article or something about the exact same incident, mm. and they are tell completely different stories. Yeah. And it's just like, it's been sent around the internet so many times that you can't even trace it back to its source. But somebody out there is just lying to yeah. get attention, you know? And, and I think that the issue and what makes us hit that share button or write that mm -hmm. comment, and this is something that I think a lot of people putting out these, these articles and this information to begin with mm -hmm. they're playing off emotions yeah they're not playing on logic exactly. or your thoughts or yeah. anything what makes us hit that button is how we feel mm -hmm. and i think that's that is just kind of the state of where things are right now 
how you feel is valued so much. It's scary to me. Yeah. Your feelings are more important than reality even. Exactly. It's insane. Yeah. If I feel offended by this, then it must be offensive. It must be offensive. It must be evil. It must be evil. It must be... yeah. Yeah. It's insane, man. So and like there's it's so scary too because your feelings carry so much authority now. Mm-hmm. And so feeling offended by something has so much power to so this whole cancel culture. So yeah, if uh, something offends me, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Send it in, you know, send it out the airlock into yeah, the deep space. It's just, Get it out of here. Just throw it out the window. Yeah. Nothing should upset me or my worldview. I know. It's like everybody... Man, it just seems... like a scary thing. Anything that makes me question my values or makes me feel like my beliefs are... uh, Not as strong as I can pretend that they are. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Man, we're sounding more and more like a cult. I know. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, do people not realize that the best way to grow as a person and grow, you know, your own beliefs and make sure that you're right yeah. is to expose yourself to stuff, to things that disagree, you know, people that disagree with you things yeah. that you might find offensive. I heard yeah. a pastor once even say when it, like during his sermon, he would say, you know, if I have offended you good, because <laughs> that means one of two things, you know, uh, one, either I've, pointed out something that's wrong in your own life Mm. that you need to get fixed, you know, or two, I'm wrong. Yeah. And you can come up and tell me and help me, you know, improve it. Either way, he says, you're going to go home and you're going to read your Bible to figure (laughs) out exactly what the right reality is, you know, the truth, get back to the truth. It's just like the truth doesn't change based on your feelings. Yeah. Now in their defense, it's uncomfortable. It is it's uncomfortable. Not gonna, it's not going to feel good to sit there and question things or have your beliefs attacked by somebody else's beliefs. Hopefully yeah. it's not that violent, but that's not going to feel good. Got, people have like core beliefs that yeah. if you attack a core belief, it's like, it's not even really possible for them to be open-minded to it. It's just yeah. like, you just got to, they just hit back as hard as they can. Yeah. You know, it takes, it's so tough to open yourself up and first off humble yourself mm. and then open your mind enough to have for it to be possible for your core beliefs to change yeah. it takes a long time yeah. you know and it's it's something that like well yeah i don't think <clears throat> changing our core beliefs is as it's not going to feel like oh yeah that idea makes more sense that's going to be it yeah it's no, going to it's, it's going to feel bad because you first gonna, have to give up what you already yeah, believe right mm-hmm. or it's going to feel like it yeah you're you're you your whole personhood is going to change you yeah. know it's that's why they call it core beliefs it's like it's like the one of the yeah the, the cornerstone there. or part of the foundation of of who you are as a person and yeah but, but if that's not worth figuring out and getting right then nothing is mm-hmm. right so as uncomfortable as it be maybe it's you know definitely worth it the issue is what is our goal here is our goal to actually to be as comfortable as possible or is it exactly yeah yeah is it is a goal to be comfortable or is the goal to be true yeah and honestly man i think a lot of people their goal is to live their entire life in as much comfort as possible yeah they do not care 
about what the truth is at all. I, yeah. I know, um, one of uh, my dad's, one of my dad's friends is a physical trainer Yeah, and he put a poll on Facebook that said something like, would you be willing to be uncomfortable for an hour a day to feel healthier and better for the rest of the day? Mm. Thinking, you know, that people would say yes and he could use that to convince them to come and work out. Yeah. He said like 75% of people said no. They would wow. be unwilling to sacrifice an hour of comfort to feel better about to themselves improve, and to grow, their, you know, to grow and improve. And I was just like, that's incredible yeah. to me, you know? Yeah. It's, and I mean, I'm sure we've made somebody listening uncomfortable with our talk about speeding, you yeah. know? Ideally, we have because yeah. we're exposing, you know, if you're listening, exposing you to an, uh, an idea that you maybe you've never been exposed to. A decision you might have to remake now. Yeah. Now you have to. Now you've consciously thought about it. You can't just keep on in ignorance. Yeah, we yeah. forced you to, forced make you it to think about it. That's what Socrates constantly was doing. That's why they killed him. Was because he <laughs> well, went around asking people questions all the time. Maybe we ought to hit the pause button real quick before we become another Socrates. Living intentionally means that you are. You've put thought into what your, your your first off it means you know what your goals are yeah you know yeah and one of those goals being to grow and improve as yeah. a person and work toward whatever your other you know yeah. goals might be and i think right off the bat here that's one of the things that i feel like so many you know good christians that i see get get mixed up and this is where i look at things on facebook and i'm like is that actually, uh, is that something mm-hmm. that Christ would post on? Like, I don't know. Exactly what would what Jesus put on Facebook? What would Jesus put on Facebook? <laughs> and like, yeah, what is your goal here? I feel like you're posting these things that, you know, cause a lot of emotions. Yeah. And your goal is your own happiness. That's exactly. It's like people will, will post goal. stuff online that it makes you feel good, but it's not actually working toward the goal that's yeah. the issue that i have with a lot of of people who who discuss politics or theology or anybody really yeah. i think anybody who's who's talking about a controversial or sensitive topic yeah and they are referring to the people who disagree with them as idiots yeah. or calling them ignorant or yeah. just saying that you know insulting them in some way i'm like what what are you doing you know you're just in it for the drama sometimes yeah it's like it it gets some more views i guess but it's like yeah you're making you're making the people who agree with you you know laugh and like you more you're making the people who disagree with you mad so that they will keep listening probably or Mm. and and or share your podcast and call you an idiot your your podcast or your video or whatever yeah um but in reality it's like you're just hurting the relationship between two groups of people even more Mm. you know yeah it's like if you're i feel like your goal with sharing your ideas on any kind of topic should always be to bring yourself and others closer to the truth. Yeah. 
you know, and if you're insulting someone, there's no way they're going to listen to what you have to say seriously. And they're yeah. going to block out your ideas and just regard you as a jerk or an mm -hmm. idiot, you know, yeah. yourself. It's like if you, if you're actually trying to, to convince somebody of something, you would never insult them. Yeah. You talk to them calmly and nicely respect like a person them, yeah. and respect them, you know, yeah. they don't disagree with you because they're an idiot. They have a reason for disagreeing with you. You yeah. need to figure out what that is yeah. and, and explain to them what your reasoning is behind your argument. And yeah. Yeah. And lots of times people are smarter than you give them credit for. Mm -hmm. And so us, you know, people calling each other idiots, probably what's happening is you're putting, you're thinking through from their perspective and try, and you've made assumptions about how they got to their conclusion mm -hmm. and yeah. said, that sounds dumb. Maybe that's not how they got to their conclusion. Maybe they're smarter than you give them credit for. Hear them out. Yeah. Yeah. So hear them out. You, you know, that's one tactic for settling arguments, mm. I guess. And this is very useful for, especially like people that you're really close to, yeah. you know, um, people that you, you can't just leave an argument open-ended. You, you know, you have to resolve it. Yeah. Is before you even present your side of the argument, Make sure you can repeat the other person's side yeah. back to yeah. them, both what they believe and why they believe it, yeah. to that person's satisfaction. Right. So repeat like it to them they until they say, yes, that is exactly what I believe. Yeah. And then once you have that understanding, you can present your argument. And they're going to be so much more receptive and respectful of your side yeah. once they know for sure that you understand their side. Right. And that's how you have an effective conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Now you understand where they're coming from, actually. Yeah. The actual, you know, where their thoughts are at. And you can actually address what they're actually thinking, not mm -hmm. what you think they're thinking. And now you're talking and discussing instead of, and debating instead of arguing. Yeah. For me, that's, that's, you know, what I, what the difference is, is yeah. a debate or a discussion is you're working with this person to find out the truth yeah. or the reality of what happened or whatever yeah. it is. Whereas an argument, you're just yelling at each other. You're yeah. not, you don't care when about what the other person's saying. When they're speaking, all you're thinking about is what you're going to say yeah. next. You're not listening and they're yeah. doing the same thing to you. Yeah. you know? It's not worth having anymore. It's not worth point. having. All you're doing is making yourself upset. Yeah. You know, you're not making any forward progress. Yeah. Which, if your only goal is to be happy, an argument's the best thing for you because yeah. you're not going to have to be uncomfortable because you're yeah. not going to have to change because you're not going to be listening to anything. That... Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's for you. Just All go and, and make people mad. Just be self-centered. People have fun doing it. Yeah. But hopefully we can think of some better goals to have than just uh, instant gratification and instant, you know, our own moment of happiness. Yeah. You know, like we've talked about getting closer to the truth. That seems pretty worthwhile mm -hmm. and it definitely doesn't always line up with being the most comfortable and growth as mm -hmm. a person, I think is something that, that we have both thought about trying to become, trying to grow as a person. I mean, the Bible talks about growing as Christians and I think that's, I think those are kind of very similar things. I think being a better person will mean being a better Christian because you know, the ideal person was Christ. Yeah. So 
as Christians, <laughs> imitators of Christ. imitators of Christ, right? Yeah, that's going to be growing as a person, is mm-hmm. growing as a Christian, and trying to look more like he did. So that's definitely not always going to be comfortable. I mean, look at his life; it wasn't yeah. always comfortable. So, yeah, definitely, your own happiness is not the right goal to have. Mm. Think about some new ones. Find something yeah. that's worth pursuing. The idea that that the purpose of life is to be happy, man. It just doesn't doesn't work. It's yeah. not a good game plan. <laughs> it's frustrating. It is. Because we're built for more than just our own instant mm-hmm. gratification. And so if that becomes our goal, we become frustrated and yeah. we're not happy happy yeah. anymore. It's it's And then if you're not happy, all of a sudden you're not fulfilling your life's purpose of yeah. making yourself happy, which what is just even down. worse. Yeah, it's just like feeling like you aren't fulfilling your life's purpose. I mean that it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, that, and so if your pur- if you think that your purpose on this planet is to make yourself happy, it's like it's not going to work for you, man. Yeah, the moment you're not happy, you failed as a person. Exactly, and your whole existence is yeah. futile for that mm-hmm. instant. Whereas, you need something deeper than that. Yeah, to be the cornerstone of your foundation. Yeah. One other thing. Yeah. One other side note, and this is this is completely. Not completely off topic, but on a, a different idea than what kind of what we've been talking about. But mm-hmm. you brought up the cancel culture, yeah, which is something that I've been thinking about, and you know all the other things that we've said so far. But also this idea that if somebody makes a mistake and or messes up, you know, maybe they did do something really terrible yeah. and really offensive, you know, mm-hmm. but. The idea that then we just get rid of that, you know, we forget about everything else they've ever said or done, I think is, is a mistake. You know, I've had, I've had people, um, talk about like Abraham Lincoln. I remember once in a conversation, um, people were debating presidents and I said, you know, who's a good president? Abraham Lincoln. And one of the other people in the room was like oh really the racist (laughs) i was just like whoa (laughs) like so like yeah abraham lincoln was racist there's no denying that you go back to some of his speeches man and he said some terrible things yeah really seriously it says it literally says outright you know I, he his goal is not to make black people equal to white people. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. Wow. <laughs> and the audience like cheers. Like, he's yeah. like, of course, that's a ridiculous idea, you know? And, and which, you know, obviously is very, very wrong. Kind of shocking, yeah. Um, but people, you know, this guy who said that was, it's like he knows that one thing yeah. about Abraham Lincoln, that one wrong yeah. idea that Lincoln yes. had. And it's just completely you know now we can discredit just discredit everything he ever did and it's just like he did some amazing things too you know the the wrong that he did doesn't take away from the good that he did yeah you know yeah and i've seen posts about the um about mount rushmore and i saw this one picture that had the four faces i don't remember bill gates uh, (laughs) bill gates (laughs) pretty sure he's up there Elon Musk. Yeah. That's a new Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Bob um, Ross. 
Bob Ross. Yeah. <laughs> the four faces on Mount Rushmore. What are they? Elon Musk, Bob Ross, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Oh, man. Oprah Winfrey? Yeah. <laughs> it's be no, it's Theodore Roosevelt, Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, and Abraham Lincoln. But I saw a post that somebody had taken a picture of Mount Rushmore and on each one of the faces posted like something wrong yeah. that they did or yeah. said or an idea that they had. And it was just like, they were arguing that we should destroy Mount Rushmore. Yeah. And I'm just like, first off, Mount Rushmore is an incredible feat of humanity. Yeah. The fact that somebody carved faces under the side of a mountain, yeah, that's amazing, you <laughs> yeah. know? And second, it's just like, are we really just going to destroy, you know, maybe, you know, maybe they don't deserve to have their face carved on the yeah. side of a mountain. But I don't know that any human being other than Christ yeah. would deserve to have their yes. face carved on the side of a mountain. Yeah. You know, it's not about that. It's it's about remembering uh, the history of yeah. it. And, and I don't know. And I think if we're shocked for a second that when we find out mm-hmm. that these four men weren't perfect, yeah, we need to reevaluate the way we look up to our our national heroes. Exactly, you know? and everybody, even you know, not just national heroes, but it's just like like celebrities or yeah. or in in the Christian community, people like Billy Graham and like yeah. these people who've who've done some amazing things for the Christian faith. Yeah, it's like people look at them and just think, oh, this person must be perfect yeah. their relationship with christ must be perfect and yeah. they can have never ever sinned in there it's like they look at them like another christ that's it's just our like, image of them that's not mm-hmm. the reality and then if that person it comes out you know think about it if what would happen if somehow it came out that billy graham yeah. had an affair or something yeah. like that it's just like all of a sudden so many people who were led to christ by his yeah. writing and teaching would just be so like upset they would be so upset and they might even be like well i guess christianity is all false yeah if the guy who who taught me about it w- made this one mistake yeah. it's like having an affair is a terrible terrible thing to do yeah you know not at all the right decision yeah and but it doesn't mean that the other things that the person did weren't good yeah and the other things that they said their other ideas weren't worth listening to just because they had this one idea that was wrong yeah you know i mean you know what a good time to be a christian when there's a bunch of people with flaws right (laughs) yeah we've got grace that's the whole yeah that's the whole you know purpose of the cross exactly is that we have grace we're not perfect we can't be perfect yeah and if anything we need to watch out as Christians if we're setting up ourselves as the image of a good, good Christian life, right? Yeah, we're we're flawed, all of fallen mm-hmm. short, right? That's like one of the most quoted verses. <laughs> yeah, good thing to remember. Yeah, yeah. definitely <laughs> should be quoted. So, like, be careful setting yourself up as the standard, mm-hmm. you know, as the goal. I think if, you know, having, you know, being a cabin director here at camp and the way kids look up to you as their counselor, as their cabin director, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. They see you as Mm -hmm. like, they can see you as like the perfect person. Yeah. Everything. And, you know, after they, some of the older kids, I like try to, my best remind them, like, listen, guys, I am not at all a perfect person. Mm -hmm. I'm very flawed. I'm going to, I might let you down. I'm not going to do a perfect job loving you and taking care of you that's not from me 
Mm-hmm. Don't rely. Don't put your hope and reliance on me. No, Remember, exactly. It's all coming from it's God, all right? From God. That's where your hope and reliance, and that's what's mm-hmm. trustworthy, right? That's what you should be looking to when you need something that is wholly trustworthy. Yeah, not on me, not Abraham Lincoln, none of these guys, right? Not even yeah. Billy Graham, believe it or not. Even not even Billy Graham. Not even. <laughs> yeah. So think for yourself. <laughs> Don't take anything on authority just because, you know, and just because somebody has said some and done some really amazing things doesn't mean that the next thing that they say or do is going to be really amazing. Mm. So continue to read your Bible, think for yourself, do your own research before yeah. you say you know, repeat stuff and share it on Facebook. Think about your actions. Mm. Um, figure out what your goal is. Figure yeah. out what your goal is. Is it your own happiness or yeah. is there something that's better to have mm-hmm. as a goal? You need to, and, and know where you are in relation to that goal. If somebody's lost, even if they've got a map, but they don't know where they are, the map's no good to yeah. them. You know, you need to know where you're at. Then um, you can make progress. Then you can make then progress. then you can know that you've made progress. Mm-hmm. If you've got questions or comments about anything that we talked about today, please send me an email. I'll put my email in the description. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening to episode two of Talking With Intention. I'm Michael. I'm Walter. And we hope to see you next time. Hope to see you next time. It's pretty good.